Hi, welcome to The Heartbeat. I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, we have a, about an hour. I usually try to keep it to an hour. And um, we have a pre sort of semi-determined by me outline, but anything that you want to talk about, anything that you want to share, by all means, this is your space as well. And I'm honored to be sharing space with you today. If you would do the honor of introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you, we're going to dive right in. I would love to. Yes. So my name is Melissa Gill and I'm the creator of the Intention Academy. Um, I'm an author, a speaker, um, transformational coach, but really my life goal is to end trauma on a global scale, one family at a time. And that's, you know, I do that through my coaching services. I do that through my books, workshops, speaking, but truly to just encourage people to get up and heal themselves. And um, that all came from my own background. I had a pretty traumatic background myself, and I am one of the ones that got healing. And I feel it my obligation, duty, and honor to um, to be able to help people to do that. So um, I love it. Oh, that's amazing. I, I I know some of your story, but we can dive in and. I love your mission and your life's goal, and it's kind of, you know, in line with mine. You know, mine is to ease suffering for whoever and whenever I can, and so that's why we connected, and we actually got to meet face-to-face -face just a few weeks ago, which was yeah. fantastic and so much fun. Um, I've been following you for a little while and, you know, gaining so much <clears throat> inspiration and so much motivation. So I'm curious um, about the Intention Academy. Like, you've specifically named it that for a reason. I know this isn't yeah. our pre-prescribed co content to talk about, but I'm curious, yeah. like, where, where did that name come from? So it, it, it started out as my book and then my book kind of became a program and then my program became a company and things just kind of exploded. But, you know, it really started like most things in my life from crisis, mm, you know, mm -hmm. and out of this crisis, something really beautiful gets created. Mm -hmm. And so in my own scenario, I was someone who was sexually abused from two to 25. So I already had this trauma that I spent my life trying to get over. And I did that on a couch with counselors and workshops kind of like similar to what I do, but transformational classes, just anything that I could do to try and get myself over that. You know, mm -hmm. I had, um, I had a son when I was super young and I didn't want to, to put all that on him. I had to mm -hmm. pull myself together. Right. And so I did kind of what society told me to do, go to counseling, get yourself help, get a good job, provide for your kids, get yourself stable. And I did all those things, mm -hmm. got myself a great job, did all, all the things, kept all of my Kids. After that, I had uh, two more kids from my second marriage, taking it uh, a little bit further. But so I, I'm I'm in the process of having these three kids and doing everything that society told me to do, and I'm not fulfilled. Mm. I am at the I'm at my wits end the entire time I raised my kids while doing everything that society said that I was supposed to do. I should be fulfilled and be happy, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, the problem was that while the goals were good, uh, the intention 
was not there, right? So Mm -hmm. ultimately, my intention, what I wanted for my children was to feel loved, protected, safe, honored, you know. Right, right. The the, the space that they could come and talk to me. Mm -hmm. And what they got was sports or band or, you know, whatever it was that they were in a new game system, you know, a good, good Christmas, a vacation, um, but they didn't get me mm-hmm. and I didn't get me. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, when I fast forward to the crisis, when uh, my second marriage had failed, um, I continued to raise my two stepdaughters as well. And um, he ended up picking them up in 2017 on the last day of school. Mm-hmm. And I remember that day I was like, because now all my goals are what wrapped around my kids. I don't know who I am. No idea who I am um, outside of being a mom. Mm -hmm. And when they were gone, it just, I was super codependent. Everything, you know, I just, I wanted to just, I was dying on the inside. Literally I was dying on the inside. I just, Mm -hmm. I remember like, what did I want to do? And luckily I had, because because I was constantly committed to this work of getting better, even though I didn't really, it, it was not the way that I, I do it today. I did always have this goal to try and get better so that I can look better. Right. And I mm-hmm. can have all the things society said I'm supposed to do. One of the things that I did was make myself a life plan, a goal to create. And so I said, what did I want to do when my kids were, were grown in 2021 mm-hmm. when, my youngest graduated. What, what did I want to do? And I wanted to travel around. I wanted to see God on a bigger scale. I wanted to see him in the oceans and in the mountains and in the lakes and, you know, find that for me. Mm-hmm. So I decided that's what I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to take off and I'm going to go. And I went to my company and they knew I was at the point, like, I've got nothing to lose. I don't care. Fire me if you want to. I'll either take my work with me on the road or I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And they let me let me take my work with me, and I head out on a three month journey around the country. And as I'm packing and leaving to go, it's gonna be me and my dog. And my dog gets sick that weekend. Mm-hmm. And as I go to start getting her well, um, that Monday she dies. Mm-hmm. She passes away. And so now it is just me. I have Mm -hmm. no one to care for but me, which Mm -hmm. is exactly how God wanted it and designed it to be. As difficult as that was at at the time, I didn't know what all was going to unfold before me. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in my bed and I just couldn't get up. I didn't have the self-love that I needed for myself to even just get up out of my bed. And God just gave me this vision and it was this vision of me and I'm on, I'm on a stage and I'm speaking to hundreds Mm -hmm. of people and I'm crying. And I was like, and something in me just said, I can do this for you. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I can do this for you. I can get up for you. I can't even do it for myself, but I know I can for you. And God was like, I put before you life and death, choose life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I picked up my keys. I picked up my purse and I'm from Texas. I'm, I'm from Dallas, but I cried all the way to Amarillo. 
but my whole entire life opened up to me and uh, a whole just journey of 18 months the next 18 months I spent most of it I would say at least 85% of it on the road I traveled 65,000 miles across the wow. three different countries um, camping out um, and forests and islands and just spent five days out on the ocean just so many different things and um experience life in such a different way and I got some a lot of new tools and resources and I also showed up as myself because you know what no matter where you go there you are you can't run from yourself I can go to Canada I can go to France I can you know right go to right. all four corners of the United States and it's still me like I still yep. got to work on myself and so I got to do a lot of healing on myself and really mm -hmm. stripping myself down to the core of who I am getting to that place of, of my highest intention, like I said. And so once I got to my highest intention, which is really the intention effect, the effect that your life has when you create it with intention and you align it, you know, with, you know, um, why you were put here on this earth. Mm -hmm. And then you set goals around that. When you hit your goals, it's actually going to be fulfilling. Right. Because mm -hmm. I'm a goal mm -hmm. crusher. I will crush the goals. And I'm like, OK, well, I don't really feel as good as I mean. Like a right. 30 second right. high of like, woo, yay, awesome. And on to the next goal. And so you're just constantly chasing something instead of and that's what people would say. You know, enjoy the journey. Well, if you have goals that aren't ever really going to actually you know, they're not meeting your core needs or your core values and going to take you to your highest intention. It's not really that enjoyable. It's just really stressful. Right. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. So the intention academy. That? Yeah. So the intention academy came out of really what is life's intention for you? And, and you found it on this yeah. trip that you almost didn't go on. Yeah. 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 Almost. That's beautiful. Almost could not that step and and that's really what life is about just taking that next step in faith mm -hmm. you know we don't even know really what where it's gonna go it has led yeah. me to you had I not yep. done that we ended up meeting on that journey that same journey absolutely that, uh brought me to you and it's just you know it's so easy to just look at what we see right here right now mm -hmm. and letting that be the limits that we live in, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not, you know, you have to be able to honor it and be aware of it because some people have zero awareness of it. And then it just skips them by, like they don't feel worthy of the things that are put, you know, out there for them and the energy. And so like, I would like jump for joy and honor that moment where you've got those keys and you got that person, you went and you cried all the way to Amarillo yeah. because that, that is like being in the shit, right? Like that yeah. is it. That is absolutely I mean, it. Yeah. It's, it's getting up and facing yourself, you know? Um, and that's what it takes to really live. Mm -hmm. You know, is, is being able to face yourself because when we know ourselves, like when we truly, truly know why it is that we take, there is no shame or guilt. You right. know, there's just you. 
and there's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And there's us trying to meet our needs the best that we possibly can, given the yeah. circumstances that we were given with the knowledge that we have at that moment. Mm. And there are other people doing the same. And, you know, when you can come, when you can come at yourself with no shame and guilt is the only time you can come to other people without guilting and shaming them. Yeah. You know, and um, that is powerful. You know, when someone comes to you or, like I, like I can come to you and share my story just like I did. And we were able to have that moment without any guilt or shame or right. anything on there. There's just that free flowing energy of acceptance mm-hmm. and space, mm-hmm. you know, yep. for feelings or emotion or whatever would need to come up or be present. It's just presentness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like being there in that moment with someone. And, you know, I think about what you said, it's like you, to, to just be vulnerable in a space like this, like we, we have had the fortunate of meeting, but sometimes you don't get to meet people and you have these conversations, but it's real and it's authentic. And, and I love and honor that you've shared that story and pieces of it. I know there's so many more layers to it. Oh yeah. Like whatever came up for you right then is like, you have a story in this moment and that story matters and it matters to me and it matters to the people listening, but most of all, it matters to you. Because that's yeah. you and your voice and your share. And yes. it's a beautiful share. And thank you so much for sharing that. And we'll, we'll keep talking about it because I know it comes up in every yeah. piece of our conversation. That's part of that it, yeah. journey will come up and that's perfect. So, you know, I really want to ask you about, so both you and I are on our collective pages are celebrating this whole decade, right? Yeah. And so I, I'm so excited when I saw that, I was like, yes, this is so exciting. Like there's so many more people than just like this circle. And so I, I'm, I'm curious, like what, what made you want to do that? Like, I know that you, you had said something like you and I had talked or you had seen something and, and yes, I really want to know the deepness of that. So originally I saw your first post and I was like, wow, one, I had that realization, I guess, a couple months back that we are ending a decade Mm -hmm. and what a powerful shift that that could be. I didn't think about doing anything like what you were talking about. I'm just like, wow, like, huh, what do I want this (laughs) next year to look like? Hmm." (laughs) You know, it just kind of opened my eyes. And then you doing that, I'm like, wow, you know what? This past 10 years, like 10 years ago, my life was, I mean, I had young kids. Mm-hmm. I, I had an alcoholic husband. I had, there were, I mean, my life was just, it was, it was completely different. And I said, yeah, I'm, I just, I don't know. I was just drawn to do that and to look at that. And, um, you know, I, I, I've only done one year. I've got, in fact, whenever I get off the phone, that's one of the things that I have to do is to mm-hmm. look at 2011. So we're just going to take it week by week. We'll be done in on December 10th with the full, um, the full 10 years. And, but that first year already opened up so much awareness and you know, what was so awesome. And I honor you for even doing this as a almost made me cry because it was so, <laughs> it was so awesome because on October 15th is my second husband and my, our anniversary. Mm-hmm. And this was the one that I had the two stepdaughters with. Mm-hmm. And 
even though I've done a lot of healing around that, um, it's not like, oh, I'm just sitting here crying about that portion. I wouldn't say like it's a great day that I would right, celebrate. Right. Oh, it's our anniversary. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? I was able to give such honor and grace to that day and to him and to my fight, to my resolve to my willingness, to my courage, to my strength, to the marriage, to the family, to my kids in a way that I have never been able to do and would not have been able to do one. If you hadn't, you know, like you said, that vulnerable conversation, putting yourself out there, which you did and the world sees it. That's why we need everyone's story. Right. You know, it's just incredible how we're so connected and, um, but yeah, I mean, that there were just so many different lessons that I learned in the, just in 2010. First mm-hmm. time I ever stood up for my family, like saying, no, this is what we're going to do as a family for holidays. So, sounds minor, but, you know, oh, when gosh, ho- no. holidays are crazy. <laughs> it's just like, no, we want to go camping and this is what we want to do. And this is what we're going to do. And those memories were up there just. It, it it was it was so powerful. It yep. was so so powerful, yeah. and so I can't wait to see by the time that we get to the end of the I ten know. years. It's I mean, be amazing Absolutely. having those compiled lessons right there in front of our eyes to take into the new year with these new perspectives, new learnings, new understandings to keep us from falling in the pitfalls or looking at what worked. And I want to experience more of that. That felt really good. I want to do that. That was the other thing that I did. I I mean, that was the first year that I ever, like now, because I do all this traveling, I I could say like tonight, oh my goodness, well, I have a workshop this weekend, but if I didn't, (laughs) you know, I could say, I got to get out of here. I want to go to the mountains and I'll be there by Saturday. I'll just pick up and go. I have my car like normally almost fully packed to be able to stop on the side of the road and completely camp if I wanted to, needed to like 24 hours a day. So I can, I could pick up and just go. And that was the very first year I was uh, on my lunch break. And I'm like, huh, I really want to go see what the tallest waterfall is in Texas. So I immediately Googled it and me and my whole family were there the next day. And that even that was preparing me for what I had now with three kids and a totally different life, a totally Mm -hmm. different scenario was already preparing me for what was to come and how I was going to be able this opportunity through pain, through a lot of heartache, but coupled with some bravery and some action you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you I, know, together, I think you and I with your collective and mine, and then we're just going to mesh and it's just going to be so great. Like, I think that some of the, the folks that are in my circle will start following you and then it, it'll just be exponential. Yeah. And that's what is so beautiful about that. It's like, when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how I missed it. The first, I'm not an awesome, I mean, I can post, but as far as like following and like, I'm not awesome on social media sometimes. Like, well, how the heck did I miss that? But when I saw that, I was like, yes, this is so awesome. It's just going to get bigger and bigger. So you, you mentioned, you just mentioned bravery. And so I'm going to leap into the question that I ask everyone. Yeah. And so that is your thoughts and opinions on the difference between bravery and courage. Okay. 
please forgive me. Sorry. Yeah. So um, bravery, I what I did not look up the difference. I wanted to go and look up the definition. I'm super big because I'm always shocked at what the definitions of stuff are and what mm-hmm. we perceive them to be, you know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do it because I wanted you to have my own definition between. That's what I want. Yep. And courage. I know that's what you want. So, but as soon as we get off the phone, I look forward to seeing you. <laughs> and it was such a great question because even in the the intention effect, the name of my book, and what we is, you know, be healed, be brave, be the change, you know. And so, um, bravery means something. It, it's one of my core values. And so, and I've never looked at this perspective of bravery from courage and the difference. And I think it's this for me. Bravery is um, when you are facing something. Courage is when you take the action that carries out what it is. So like in my journey, the bravery was facing myself Mm -hmm. and the courage was stepping up to take you know, that leap of faith and take action. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can have courage without bravery, or even if you have courage, you could have courage and go after goals. None of us want to have the bravery, you know, what makes the courage so powerful is once you've done the bravery work of facing yourself, you know? And so, um, I, I just think that one, one, one is, attached to facing yourself, maybe a difficult, facing the truth. That's what it is. Bravery is facing Mm -hmm. the truth in any Mm -hmm. scenario. It doesn't matter what the truth is. If it's the truth about yourself, a truth about someone else, you are facing it. You're not lying to yourself about it. You're owning the ugly parts of yourself so that you can change it. We, we can't change what we don't acknowledge. Right. I mean, no matter how ugly it is. Okay. It's ugly. Such is life. Right. But it doesn't have to continue to be life if you face right. it, if you have the bravery to face it today and then the courage to take some action around it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Guided yes. by that new truth of whatever it is that you got from being brave. <laughs> I love it. I love that answer. <laughs> I, I have had so many answers to that question and so many different answers. So it's awesome. really, um, it's really, oh, thank you for sharing that. And I, I knew you would have something fantastic like that to share and enlighten us with. Um, so your, um, your academy, your attention academy, the courses that you do, tell us a little bit about that. What, like, if I were to do some of that work, what, what, what would it look like for me? So the first thing that I do with anyone in the intention academy, unless you're going through a workshop or something like my upper level goal for anyone is to do the same work that I did, which is ultimately going in and clearing your past so that you have a clear way to move forward in the future. Mm -hmm. And we are all defined by the belief systems that we carry. You know, we're running 96% of everything we do is on our unconscious, on an unconscious level. And, um, our trauma is all, um, back there. And, Trauma doesn't have to always be defined as specific abuse. We can experience trauma in all all different sorts of ways. Even just, mm-hmm. you know, the worst pain you've ever felt in your life feels the same right. to the body. Right. 
right? We, we compare pain. The body doesn't compare pain. It'll compare the pain that it's had from before. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that the worst pain you've ever felt may change over life, over your life. But whenever it's the worst, it's the worst, you know, right. your brain okay. is going to respond in that same way. And so this, these, these, all of this, um, emotion that we have gets stored into our brain in gestalts. And so, and, and that's where you've heard of emotional baggage before, right? So mm-hmm. emotional baggage, you know, that's the person that has a bunch of stuff they haven't dealt with. Right. And we don't want to deal with those people. It's just, a, it's like a big bag of red flags and, um, which I chose to ignore for the first 20 years of my life, you know, being an adult, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but these, these bags that we have, they store, you know, everything that stores anger. Or we have a bag that stores all the sadness and all the bag that stores even happiness or fear. And, and so if we're not regular releasing these bags, then, you know, sadness will blow over and spill out into depression. Mm. You know, anger will spill out into rage. And so, um, and uh, fear will spill out into an anxiety attack, right? And because we do not make it a practice to be able, or even most of us don't even know how to properly emote feelings, mm-hmm. um, these gestalts get really full. And uh, so we hear the term, I'm just feel like I'm always at the end of my rope. Mm-hmm. Full gestalts. Full gestalts. That's what that means. You know, there is no capacity to regulate. Mm-hmm. Right. So the very first thing we're going to do is empty out all these gestalts. We do that by clearing all the major uh, influences in your life. And then we clear out all the major emotions, you know, so we'll start with anger, sadness, uh, fear and guilt and shame. And once we kind of clear the scaffolding, because this is all the stuff that, you know, blocks our unconscious mind from seeing reality. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as we clear that, there's just these belief systems left. Like, I'm unlovable. I'm not worthy of love. I'm broke. I can never make money. No one will ever love me. I'm fat. And on and on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And there's some, there's some core belief systems that we live by. And then we analyze those belief systems. And there's some belief systems that are great. They're serving you every day. And we mm-hmm. want to keep those, acknowledge those, and strengthen them. And there's some that are keeping you from being able to show up and being able to share your story vulnerably vulnerably and openly and honestly with other people, to be able to have true connection like what we're doing here, even though we're across the country from each other, right? right? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't show up in that type of a way. So we start to examine those, and then I'm, uh, I'm a neurolinguistic practitioner, so then we go in and re- we rewire those belief systems into something that was true and is always true, to something that was true and is not true now and will no longer be true. Mm-hmm. And then we will replace it with a new belief system that is going to move and propel you toward your highest intention. And then we will move that from something that was not true, right? Cause you don't even believe that to something that is true 
and will always be true. It was not true, but is true and will always be true from here on. So we store all these different things. And so what I love about NLP and why it's just fascinating and fun, especially once you get the clearing work done, is that, you know, it's the language of your brain. Your brain is yep. already doing this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's already, it's, you know, we're just taking advantage of the way that the mind already works and using it to our advantage so that our unconscious mind starts working for us instead of against us. It's mm-hmm. actually always working for us, but it just doesn't show up that way because of all of this, all yeah. of this, you know, um, all, all of these belief systems that we have and all of this baggage and all of this trauma that we carry, not to mention it makes us sick. You know, so we trap that in our organs. And um, so, you know, through this process, this process has helped, you know, people get rid of type two diabetes, get rid of fibromyalgia. I mean, you know, trap hypothyroidism. I mean, a lot of these diseases that are out there that where it's your body attacking itself. Well, that's what they, you know, they say that because they cannot explain it. It's attacking the trauma. It's, you know, stuck mm. emotions mm. in your body that's not natural, right. right? And so it's attacking. It's trying to attack that because your body's always for you, but it's stuck into the organs and therefore um, also attacking the organ. And mm. then it produces an autoimmune disorder. Wow. So let me ask you this quick question. So, you know, I've done some NLP practitioner work as well. And one of the things that we talk about is you actually have to change your identity some. I'm not saying like your identity, but pieces of your identity. So for, for example, you know, if you were a smoker, like you could say, I used to be a smoker or I'm a smoker, or you just say, I don't smoke. So it's that yeah. different, you like that, it's right. that personality, like I was a smoker, yeah. I don't smoke. It's like that, right. that big shift. And just those little uses of language are language. so huge and people don't realize it. I literally had a, I, I just did a live about this in my group too, the, I mean, two days ago and was saying the same thing. I, I had a 13 hour day. It was super long. And I just kept saying to myself, gosh, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And I knew I still had this other meeting downtown that I had to get to. And I was, I was just, it was uh, a mess. So I'm, I'm re- over here repeating this and which should have let me know that I was low resource at that time, because <laughs> I would normally have caught myself long before mm-hmm. hours going by having repeated this tape to myself. Right. And so I caught it and I was like, I worked really hard today. And just that shift from I'm tired to I worked really hard today. I was energized. It made me want to make me want to work harder. I'm like, (laughs) my goodness, look at me. I'm freaking powerful. You know, instantly, like our words matter. You know, when we tell that our unconscious mind takes it on and sends out the chemical, you know, responses to what we're saying. Because it takes everything as the truth, regardless of if it is or not. And then it's going to send out all the chemicals it needs to to make and validate that truth. So it's sending out everything like that. It's reinforcing the tiredness, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, another example, if, if I could share, like I have a friend yes, who please. is so, um, like she's so... We're, we're a team and we do a lot of things together. And then there's a lot of things that just by the use of her language, 
she has a lot of personal ownership over. And one of them is um, like, so she manages a, a site, a building site, and it's my site, my furniture, mm. my this, my that. And then when we come together and we talk about, well, I think for the group collecting, this is what we should do. This is what should happen. She's like, why am I taking this so personal? And I said, it's the language you're using, sissy. It's really the language you're using. Think about like, she, she's like, I'm really defensive about this. I was like, cause you are owning shit that is not yours to own. Yes. And if you're owning it in this really sort of benign space, Think about all the shit in your life that you might be owning that is so not even yours to take on yeah. your own. Yeah. Like, just because you tell yourself it's mine, majority of the time, it's not yours. Yeah. Absolutely not yours, right. right? So there's so many ways that it's so powerful to just even think about that tiny little thing. Instead of, yeah. these are the things that I do. I was like, no, these are the things that we do. We like, do. let's just... Yeah don't take ownership of something because then you're going to have so much more stress and a bunch of BS and you're just going to want to give up. So stop. So I hope she heard me, but that's just another example of, yeah. of something that's it's not so the, like deep, but yeah. it's there. Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing, you know, what one little shift that I've made that's really changed my life was just from hard to not easy, mm -hmm. you know, because our unconscious mind can't take on negatives. So mm -hmm. while my conscious mind understands not easy to mean hard, my unconscious mind takes on it is easy, mm. right? Because it can't process that negative, right? right. So when I oh, say it's makes, not yeah. easy, my conscious mind can, my unconscious <laughs> mind can't. So yeah, and so what is it going to do? It's going to send out the responses and everything that I need for ease and flow. Yeah. Ease and flow. Yep. You know. So instead yeah. of finding the struggle to prove that this is hard, you're right. It is hard, and right. find all the ways. It's, hard. it's yeah. really hard if you say it's I can't. Definitely. do it, You're not going to do it. So yeah. Yeah. Think about the language that you use. So one other question that I love to ask, and I, I'm so dying. I'm so excited for your, your thoughts. Um, so my practice um, is living from and whole from in and from your whole heart, it's wholehearted yeah. life. What, yeah. what does that mean to you? when I say that wholeheartedness to me means exactly kind of right back to what I was saying, getting to that highest intention you know, mm -hmm. which is completely wrapped up, you know, with your heart and your, you know, divine calling that we each have and honoring that every mm -hmm. day, you know, mm -hmm. waking up every single day, you know, be, by by living a wholehearted life. And I told you earlier, it keeps guilt and shame away. So when I'm making a decision or I have to do something hard or I have to give up a responsibility that I had that I knew, you know, I gave my word on something that I would do something and I'm not able to keep my commitment. Let's say that because that's something that I would normally guilt and shame myself about because mm -hmm. I like to be impeccable with my word, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I can quickly go, okay, I've got um, this responsibility. I gave my word. So that obviously is, I know is already in alignment with my highest intention because being impeccable to my word, I have to have that to be, to, to get there. And then I've got this other scenario, whatever it is that is drawing my attention away from my responsibility. 
Mm-hmm. I can quickly run both those scenarios and say which one is going to move me to my highest intention the most. Boom. I do it. My unconscious mind understands it. My conscious mind understands it. It's an agreement. It's an alignment with my highest good. No guilt, no shame. Even if something bad happened, even if something negative ended up happening from that, when I'm in my highest intention, living from the wholeheartedness, living with my whole heart first, there's no guilt and shame. There's no condemnation. There's no beating myself up. There's just awareness and obviously looking at the scenario and maybe evaluating if something could have been different, but there's never those negative feelings attached to it. And mm-hmm. what freedom, but yeah. just by that living from a wholehearted perspective. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if you're anything like me, the guilt and shame was just something I was riddled with. I just learned to live with it, you know? Yeah. I think that we all have some levels of that and yeah. it, you, you know, you, sometimes you don't even realize or put no. a label on it. You're like, why is this feeling? And then you really think about it. It's like, I feel guilt that I didn't follow through with something that I promised somebody that I would do when I was freaking 15. So it's like that stuff lives. If it will eat away at your soul, if you don't just say, thank you. I love you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh And, and I can tell you more times than not, I felt guilt and shame for not keeping promises to myself than I ever did for not keeping promises to anyone else, even though I kept the promises to them to save face and look good. Oh yeah. But Mm -hmm. I mean, but still that in itself kept me from, you know, keeping my Mm -hmm. word much more than I did to myself. And when we break that integrity with ourselves, you know, it's literally chipping away the pieces, the very pieces of ourself. And then ultimately you become a shell of a person Mm -hmm. and you don't trust yourself. And so anything that you say doesn't really matter to yourself mm-hmm. and, and ask me how I know, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I honor you for that. And one of my last formal ish, like not really formal cause we're not formal here, but <laughs> I love this question. And, and I know that it's, it's a going into a very vulnerable place, but what, are, what, what do you fear the most Melissa and why? Um, I fear, I think I started to think about this question. I don't have a prepared answer for you, but I think the biggest fear that I have is that I would slip back into a place of being resigned to my life or go back to a belief system that's faulty, that says that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough or that I would be unwilling to stand up and be this vulnerable self because this is what the world needs, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I know when I'm in this, I feel this burning sense that I was built for such a time as this and I know it in my heart and it feels wonderful. I don't want that to ever go away. And the only way to do that is to get up and show up every single day, you know, say yes to life and watch life show, you know, show up for life and watch life show up for you. It's my biggest, you know, and I think not showing up for life is my biggest fear that I would stop that in some way or make an excuse for that in some way because life will happen. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that, that you say that because you put that in every post, you say that in everything Mm -hmm. that you do. And when we had lunch together, you said it multiple times and I was like, yes, like, I love that so much. Um, 
and I could see how that would be a fear. I mean, so let me ask you this question. When you say you have a fear of not, you know, like fear of not showing up and like being back in this space, are there days and moments when you're like, fuck life, I'm not going to show up? And how do you work through that? Oh, gosh, yes, absolutely. I mean, and you know what I do? I let myself do it. Mm-hmm. I honor where I'm at. If that's where I'm at and it's an ugly feeling, I know shoving it down is not the answer. Right. It's not the answer. It's not going to get me where I want. And I know that every feeling passes, even the good ones. So I have to keep making, you know, building that life of good experiences if I want to continue to be good. And if I don't want to feel the bad emotions that I'm mm-hmm. having, the best way that I can not feel them is to feel them. Mm-hmm. You've got to feel them to get them on the other side. And I remember the first time that I tested this to be true. And it was such a scary moment because it was the first time I just allowed myself to just all out. I'm going to feel it, whatever comes up. And I was on the fetal position and I was wailing and I was crying and I was on the floor and, and then it stopped. Yeah. I, it's amazing. I right? Yeah. No, I did, you didn't, didn't die. It didn't, <laughs> It didn't kill me. It passed. And I spent years running from that in anguished pain because I didn't want to feel 10 minutes and gave myself a lifetime of pain. Be brave. That's yeah. Brave. Face yeah. yourself. Face yourself. Feel the feeling. And I really don't mean that when I'm saying that. I'm just like, you know, I may not want to work today or I just or I'm, or I'm overworked or I did too much or I just mm-hmm. need some self-care. So what I do is I feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. And then once I felt, uh, I feel the feeling and I'll name the feeling, right? Mm-hmm. This is sadness. This is anger. This is what's behind that, you right. know, Oh, I don't want to do that or whatever. What's the deeper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I will, ask it, what is it trying to tell me? You know, Mm -hmm. is there anything that I need to, that you're trying to tell me? And so, and like I said, that's where it would normally say, you need to take care of yourself today. Or I, you know, I give myself the space to say what it is that it needs. Mm -hmm. And if there is something that needs to be done, I do it. Right. Maybe not right, maybe not right away, but I do it. And then I thank that ugly feeling, whatever it is, for showing up because I know that my feelings are just indicators. They're just something trying to communicate with me, something. And as soon as I can feel it and then bring up to my awareness what it is it's trying to tell me, it will go away because it's just trying to communicate. It's a messenger, right? It's a messenger. Messenger, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah. So I'm going to show you that I've been, so here's my thing. I took for most of my purposes, I'm trying to do one note. I don't know if y'all have done one note, but I'm trying to like take notes mm. on the computer, which oh, cool. I have to tell you, this is the first time I've done it for this and I don't like it. I like my pen and paper. <laughs> I do too. I'm a writer. <laughs> I have so many notes. Um, and so before I forget, um, for those listening, how can people contact you? I know you love to connect with people. Let's talk about how I, they can connect with you. 
Yes, absolutely. So the best way and the easiest way is look up the Intention Academy on Facebook. It'll come up, Melissa Gill. You can join my group where, you know, it is the Intention Academy where we're 100% about healing the heart, sharpening the mind and igniting the spirit. And uh, it's just a safe place to go in there. I've I post tons of resources in there, um, free resources. Um, I'm revamping the Intention Academy website. You can go over there. There's some functions that work. I'm moving it over from one site to another that's going to have um, everything decked out and resources for you to be able to do. You can log in anything that you've been that you purchased, any programs, everything you have will be in one spot. So it's going to be super cool whenever we get it done, maybe another month. And, um, but yeah, I would say Facebook or my website, either one, and feel free to message me. Melissa Gill is my personal website as well. I throw a bunch of stuff on there. It's a public profile. And um, yes, please connect with me if mm -hmm. you have questions or just need to vent. I'm a safe space for that. And I'm on. Yes. And I can vouch for that. And for those who are listening now through the end of 2019, jump on the let's celebrate the yes. last decade. Um, yes. Catch up. It's only been a couple of weeks. So yeah. catch up. Do yeah. do the, you know, listen to the lives, do the work. It's really phenomenal and powerful what comes up. When you really think yes. back, sometimes you have to think really, really hard. Yes. Like, 10 years ago is a long time. Like, yeah. what were you doing 10 years ago? I wasn't even, I wasn't even like remotely close to doing this, this work 10 years ago. No, and no, so, I would never imagined. Yeah. Yep. Imagine. It's, it's awesome to honor um, the time and space in our lives that sometimes we forget about and sometimes we're yeah. angry about. But without them, yeah. we wouldn't, of course, be where we are today. So, yeah. yeah, catch up with that on on her Facebook um, page for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, Any it's a group, feel free to get on the mailing list. You can do that at the Intention Academy where dot com, where I'll shoot out information and what's new and where I'm traveling to. Always going somewhere new. So just yes, got back are. about it. But I like experiencing life. I always like to do something different and go somewhere yeah. different. What's life like here? What's life like there? You know and stay there, you know, kind of long enough to know what that would feel like. And then I want to yeah. go have a new experience. So yeah, I'm, oh doing, my gosh. I'm doing that next month. So that's going to be exciting as well. That'll so be like, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing the space with me. It's been an honor. Um, I'm Likewise, so, so grateful that we've connected, that we have, you know, become a presence in each other's life. And I'm, I'm grateful. So thank you. I, I appreciate you. And okay. Love you to death, and please stay safe in all your ranch and farmland <laughs> travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure, I'm sure I will. It's gonna be fun, and of course, I'll be posting all about it on Facebook because it should be funny at a minimum. Oh, that'll be awesome! Awesome, 